Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
feeling out there tonight. <laughs> well, the sun has gone down and the moon is peeking out at its quarter month showing. <laughs> Welcome to another DSR Presents Full Purpose Pins, and I am your host, the one and only, Mr. Boston, with your favorite DJ over there, out there in the back, in the background, DJ Cave's face. If you have a desire to showcase your spit, wisdom, and knowledge through poetic verse and spoken word, Hey, feel free to do so by calling in at 605-562-0444. The call ID is 136054. Press pound one to get in and star two to raise your hand to join us or join us via the chat room at www.talkshoot.com forward slash. Show forward slash DSR presents full purpose pen because you already know what it is. It's DSR all damn day in Canada with pure love. Tonight we have that special guest, and I'm going to give her the mic after reading her bio. And then she can do all the explaining and explanation that she chooses to do. But I got something to, to cue her into this building so I give you some kind of idea what's about to go down. So, hello. My name is British Columbia, the jewel of the West Coast. Forestry and fishing are the things that I do most. And hello, I am Alberta, a wild west kind of place with cows and oils and mountains and lots of open space. And I am Mount Abdova, Saskatchewan, where the golden prairies were fields of wheat grow in the sun. And I am Ontario, the home of government. To me, each year, the leaders of our democracy are sin. Bonjour, I am Quebec. Here, French is my language. What I want to ask, how are you? I say, I live Venus. Newfoundland, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia, <laughs> those, those are we. We are Atlantic provinces, the three musketeers of the sea. I am Prince Edward Island, and I know I may be small, but I mean all the rest of you would have no potatoes at all. The Yukon and Northwest Territories are up north. Through ice and cold and polar bear, few brave souls venture forth. Together we are Canada, one nation strong and free. We're sharing friends and happiness forever. We will be. Miss Andrea Wheaton, are you in the building? What a great 
Yes, I am. What a lovely right. poem. All right. <laughs> oh, you caught that, huh? You caught it, huh? <laughs> I caught the last little bit of it, yeah. I've actually trouble to get in, but I'm here now. Well, you know what? That's all that matters that you're here. And ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the one and only Fortress Lady A, a.k.a. Andrea Wheaton, who was born in Montreal, Canada, and now she lives on the east coast of Canada, and she's so enjoying the beach, I see. She says <laughs> is she says her refuge, her peace, her life, it is said our former years up to the age five are the years that create who we are. She also states that violence was what ruled her house. Fear ruled the day. And Miss Wheaton remembers making a vow when around five or six that she was never going to be like her mother and to never marry a man like her father. And so Lady A's mission in life began. Miss Wheaton and her siblings were sworn to secrecy. They had no grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins. All they had was each other. While the siblings kept their secrets, Miss Wheaton did not, and it saved her life. She told her friends or their parents, showing she was different from the beginning. Many years later, and after much trauma and three children and failed marriage, Ms. Wheaton took back her life. She went back to school to become a registered nurse, one of her lifelong dreams. Following her divorce, Ms. Wheaton found the man she was destined to love. That was Mr. Boston, of course. No, not really. Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. Wheaton knew Miss <laughs> Wheaton knew him from high school when they met at twenty years at the high school reunion. It was nothing short of electric, instantaneous. See, that's how power of love acts. Saying she never had it before or since after only a year and a half, Miss Wheaton lost him to suicide. Wow. The darkest times of her life, and it was his death that propelled her to write, first in journals. Then little by little, a couplet, a verse, a poem. All of Lady A's romantic and love poems are about him. She still loves him more now than all those many years ago, 28 years to be precise. Miss Wheaton wrote, for 20 years and here the poetry never showed it to anyone until one day. Her friends came by while she was writing and asked if she would read one of them. They were so impressed, they encouraged Lady A to find a place for her poems to be read. That is when she discovered allpoetry.com, which not only has pieces of poetry from countless poets, but it also has many subgroups within. Lady A has, over the past six years, had her own blog talk radio show called A Soft Place to Fall, which she loved. Miss Wheaton, a.k.a. Lady A, just recently stopped broadcasting for personal reasons. 
One day, he hopes to return to online radio hosting. Miss Andrea Wheaton, the overcomer, the the powerful poetess, welcome to DSR 71.3 Fire Inc. Network. We welcome you with open arms. Sit back, relax. Just do your thing. No worries over here. You're going to get some good feedback. You're going to get some questions and answers. And we're just going to over here. We're going to have fun, and we're just going to do our thing over here. You know, first and foremost, what I would like for you to do is start the audience off with a point. Okay. And your mic is I, I had so I have so many I, I I have to say that I love writing and it sounds weird to say that you love your poetry but I I really have so many favorite poems that I've written and they mean so much to me it was hard to pick a mm-hmm. few and I ended up picking more than just a dozen of them and just to see how things would go tonight and which ones I would read but I think I think what mm-hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to start out with uh uh something with regard to my my uh, childhood, mm-hmm. so that um, uh, people can kind of get a, okay. a, a glimpse of some of the stuff, and uh, I'll just read that. It's called Within These Walls, and uh, do you, you have a, I sent you a, Mike, uh, a you link. Are. Okay. Yeah. So within, within these walls, it goes like this. The secrets stay within these walls. She lay on the cold floor, not moving. Shattered shards of the highball crowned her head, diamonds embedded, stinging. Did they see us? They heard our screams. Four images of them, shh, nightmares, ugly dreams. Purple nose, eyes purple too, pink lips split bleeding, blue eyes turn black then blue, unrecognizable, her face bulging. Don't they hear us? The silence is deafening, weeping in secret, no trust. We go to school pretending. Childhood robbery, thievery. Innocence lost, replaced by fear. Silence grew this family tree. Anger, hate, confusion in each tear. Don't they care? Every round in the ring, no defense. Four scared, branded, and scathed. One broke ranks, broke silence. One small girl, six years old, resolved, pledged, promised. She did not do what she was told. Her life saved, the chains demolished. End poem. Thanks. Thank you very much.
Oops, did I lose you? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, I can Hello? hear somebody. There, yes, I hear you now. Okay. Now? It's can breaking up a little bit. I can hear you, yes. No, I can't now. Can you hear me now? I can, can but you hear me? it's... Yes. Breaking up a little bit, okay. but All right. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, let me make sure that my thing is my mic is plugged in like it's supposed to be. Okay. Can you hear me clearly now? Yes, I can. Thank you. Oh, okay. I was saying that toxic relationships are are dangerous to your health, and they literally they literally can kill you because it creates stress, and stress shortens the lifespan. And, and people don't even understand even a broken heart can kill you. There, there, there is an um, undeniable mind-body connection uh, with you, your spirit, and your soul, you know. And if you stress all of those out, then they have, they're, they're unbalanced. And you literally, you, you literally die from the pain, literally. You know, you literally die. But anyway, with that being said, I love that poem. And first and foremost, before I get to the questioning, and I hope you're ready, <laughs> yes. what we're going to do, okay, good, good. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in one caller. So that one caller can address you before we get into the meat of this thing. Okay. Okay. DJ K, do we got a caller on the line? Okay. Indeed, indeed. We got plenty of callers. All new callers hit that start two to raise your hand. All new callers. Next up, All we right. got 716 in the building. Seven one six. You are now in the DSR. Hey, how y'all Who doing? Who is that? Who is this? This is Big Ed the Poet. We doing good over here. Oh, Big Ed. Well, you know we got a guest over here from Canada. She bringing all her poetry through to the building tonight. Do you have a question for her before yeah, I was- turn you loose on the mic? Sounds good. Yes, I do. Yes, hello, Lady A. That was a beautiful piece. My question for you is, my question that I have for you basically is just, what all inspires you? You know, what all inspires your poetry? Um, life does. My my life, the life around me, I have to say that those are the most inspiring things. Um whether it's social or political or personal um is it uh, it's all inspiring to me some things more than others but uh that's my inspiration is is life 
Great answer. I agree with that. Absolutely. I can relate to that. Thank you. All right. So, Big Ed, imbue yeah. this lady with a piece of poetry. Okay. <laughs> All right, the mic is yours. Okay. Well, tonight I have a, a dedication piece for a friend of mine, Mr. Dominique South Sansada. He, he wrote a birthday piece for me, and it really touched my heart. I heard it. And so tonight I'm going to basically give him his props. So I guess this can definitely be considered personal in a good way. <laughs> okay, right. do your thing. All right. Dominique Salsada, you are my partner in rhyme. Even though I haven't met you in person, I consider you my friend until the end of time. You have a beautiful soul, supporting people, helping them in ways you might not even know. You go the extra mile to share every flyer of upcoming DSR shows. You are loyal to every artist on Black Law Rebel Music and loyal to Joe. You have my utmost respect. I love how you continue to spread the word about artists like me. You see things in us other people don't see. My birthday could have just been another typical day. You gave me a reason to hold my head up and feel proud. When I heard you dedicate that birthday piece to me, it made me smile. It was the icing on my cake. It really helped me celebrate my birthday in, in style. I realize when I'm on the mic, my words speak volumes. I'm not another voice lost in the crowd. My brother, I want to thank you and give you your props. Not only is Ink Dropper a dope poet, he also knows a lot about hip-hop. Tonight I salute you. I hope you find continued success in everything you do. I see big things coming in your future. Everybody better look out. When this pandemic is over, you are invited to the cookout. There's going to be plenty of pizza, hot wings, 20 different flavors, Five cinnamon roasted hams with plenty of cherry and pineapple sauce, coleslaw, loaded baked potatoes, baked beans, five bags of Hawaiian rolls, a giant salad bar, two bars of refreshment, alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks, DJ King Spade going to hold it down on the ones and twos, complete with a performance area in case. Someone want to spit a piece, sing a song, freestyle a rap, or bust a groove. Tonight I'm singing your praises, Mr. Ink Dropper, to let you know you are appreciated. Continue to share your gift and let your light shine. Keep them pins up, my partner in rhyme. In peace, DSR, all damn day. <laughs> Nice dedication right there. 
Man, big air. Big, big yeah. air. Man, you keep on you keep on putting your best foot forward too, man, because every time you come here, you do something spectacular. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You just keep on coming back, man. Yes, sir. And you welcome over here at any time. Any time you welcome over here, you know. Yeah, and, and make sure you make sure you come visit us. Yes, sir. Make sure you come and visit our our, our sister shows too. You know, Most come definitely. through and visit Most those definitely. sister shows. Just be on the lookout for the flyer, man. We appreciate you over here. We're gonna set you back down on the couch. Okay. All right, All right. Miss Wheaton. Miss yes, Wheaton. Yes, yes. From Canada with love. Describe your working day. Well, I have to say that um, I'm retired now recently, and uh, but my working day started early. I was working on the floor at 7.30 in the morning, and I worked mm. in a family practice unit, and palliative care was my specialty. I had my certification, mm. my Canadian nurse's certi- certification in palliative care, and um, I worked that for nearly 20 years. And uh, every day that I walked through the doors of um, the hospital, I pinched myself because I felt very blessed and fortunate to be a registered nurse and make, I, I guess I looked at it by giving back and every day I could give a little bit back to those people I looked after. I loved every second. Right. Mm. Well, I used to work, I, I worked hospice for almost five years. Yeah, uh, mm, yeah. So you know, I had a um, I had a cancer patient, and um, you know how you know they tell you that you can't get close to these people, but you know it's that's impossible mm-hmm. to do. I agree. You know, and I took care of this lady for five years and I just watched her wither away as you know she really became like my family because she had she had two grown children who would never come by to Uh see her and the only time they did come by to see her was when they wanted money you know um Uh I had a big battle with them because uh she gave me all of the power over her finances and when they would come and they would say, well, we need $200, $300. And I'm like, why, you know, why should this woman, your mother give you her money and you don't even come by and try to take care of her or help take care of her or come by to see her until you want something. So see, we, I had a big stink over that and ended up going to court behind it. And I still want anyway. You know, it is what it is. You know, people just don't understand what what it is to watch people plot their way I, out of this earth. Yeah. You know, and I, I know exactly I, I, what it I've is. I've had experiences like that, too. And um, it seems like when somebody is most vulnerable, um, people that should be there all the time are not. And when they, they do come, it's like they've slithered out from under a rock. And, um, yeah. Oh yeah. I could tell you stories too. Like it's really sad. But, 
I found yeah. my career was I was late getting it back into uh, the workforce. I was a stay-at-home mom for uh, many years until my youngest was 11, and I went back to school when I was when mm-hmm. I was 37 years old. And uh, so I I was probably one of the oldest people in my class, and um, we had quite a few mature students, but uh, I wanted it really badly, and, and it was the right time, and I don't regret a minute of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't either. I don't either. Next question. Hmm. What do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? I think mostly I need quiet. I like to, I can't, I don't like to be distracted by a, like a TV or, or even music uh, playing. I have to be very quiet to think um, and let the words flow. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing for me. I just find well, a place. You, and, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to write with me, though, because I like a lot of noise. Because a lot of noise, a lot of noise make me think. You know, I, if I ever come to Canada, if I ever come to Canada and, and, and meet and greet you, you're you going to have to tell me to shut up. <laughs> I, I like a lot of... collab together. I think better. Yeah, I think better. I think better with a lot of noise. I had a TV going and have some music playing and, you know... Have the door wide open and watch the kids run around and play. It gives it gives it gives me a lot of avenues from where I can think from, you know. So right. Yeah. So you already told us how you got started as a poet. So so mm-hmm. how do you use social media as a poet? I don't really. Uh, the only social media, if you want to call it that, is the poetry site that I'm on and the different blog okay. parts. I don't use Facebook okay. at all. Once in a while, I, mm-hmm. I might post very often. So tell me why you don't use Facebook. Um, I think poetry for me is very personal, and um, mm-hmm. my kids, my kids are are on Facebook and um, a lot of times they don't understand what I'm writing and it upsets mm-hmm. them. So that's, that's the main reason that I don't post it on. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you because a lot of stuff that I write, oh my God, a lot of people yeah. miss my whole point. I could, I could write something. I could write something spiritual erotic or spiritual sexist sexual and they'll get the wrong gist of it or i can write i can drop some 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 knowledge that they never heard and they they be like i didn't get that well then ask questions so you can let that's that's my thing you ask questions yeah. when you want to find out something you know and i find that a lot of people just don't do that oh they'll just go by and like you know what i'm saying i like feedback to my work you know yeah i, I agree feedback you, because i makes, think a lot of times People will read something and be upset by it, and then they'll stew in their own juices and be angry instead of coming and saying, what mm-hmm. did you mean by that? You know, and then it's just a really yeah. simple explanation. And uh, if you use yeah. metaphor at all, it's, it's hard for some people to understand, I guess. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I use, I use, a, lot of metaf- I use a lot of metaphor. I lose mm-hmm. a lot of uh, psychology. I use a lot of philosophy. 
you know, and stuff like that. Because I, I, I think that a poet's job or a poet's job or a spoken word artist's job is to make another person think, you know. Yeah. And people people like poetry for all the wrong reasons, believe it or not. You know, they, they, they like the sound of it, you know what I'm saying. I get that part. But you should look little bit deeper past just the words because there oh, are yeah. lessons and there are things to be taught. You know what I'm saying? But people look yeah. at the surface and, you know. So do you find writing easy? Um, I don't know if easy is, is the right word to use. I find writing um, smooth. I, I When I write, it's slipping off my brain down my pen and, and into the into the paper very uh smoothly Ooh. yeah oh i like that i like that answer because i feel like when i put a pen in my hand also it's like it's like my mind just telling the ink move 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 you know yeah. and then it's up to my the motion of of my thoughts that make my hand move on that paper. You know what I said? I get exactly what you said. Absolutely. I really do absolutely love that. Okay, now it's time for us for you to give us another point. Okay. Um all right, where am I here? Um let me see. I don't know what to choose. I have so many did you want to hear um okay, I love music and um mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to that uh right now. Okay. And Okay. Okay. Handle it. Handle it. Okay. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Do your thing. I've got these three pages open so that I can make sure that I I um click on the right ones. Okay. Okay. okay, music uh, is what feelings sound like. And this is what music is. It's better, uh, I've tried to describe what music means to me, and, and this is what I came up with. When did I write this? Okay. This years ago. Music envelops, evokes emotions, entrances and elicits memories. Morphing into Tiny Dancer, my music man marries me. Deeper into the melodies, drowning in aqualung, the flute is magic with great harmonics. His name is Jethro Tull. Close your eyes. Release your spirit. Feel the instruments caress your soul. Get high on the beauty of guitar, percussion, and Elton's grand piano. Harmony pleasing to the ear. Crosby, Stills, and Nash tell a story clear. Believing if we loved enough, then peace on earth would then appear. Lenin said it best, imagine. This world needs my music again to make us gentle and more kind. Where affinity, beauty, and community reigns. In poem. Mm. Wow, you know, without music, I think life would be would be a mistake. 
you know, because music expresses that which cannot be put into words and that which cannot remain silent. Because those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. You follow me? Oh, I like that. Yeah. And and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And that's the bottom line with music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very white. So. <laughs> uh. You see, I'm only here to make you think. Okay, that is my job. My job is only here to make you think. But right now, we're going to go to a music break, and then when we come back, we're going to bring in a caller or two. So DJ Kane, take us to a music break. Are you? 
DJ, DJ K-Spade, yeah, we're back at DSL Presents, Full Purpose Pens with your host, Mr. Boston. We got that show here tonight, people from Canada with love, featuring Lady A, is open mic at DSR all damn day. We're back. Beyond the jazz, we inspire words and verbs. Smooth and jazzy, the mix of poetry, resounding verses. Announcing none might tame, decide how fast you have to go in any given context. The soul of smooth jazz flows auger to the earth like gentle rains on dry plains. She dances to the songs in her head, speaks with the rhythm of her heart, the verbs sway out of the gray. Reverberating on mental window panes and broad verbs on the sound, vivid truth of impersonistic times, antelictic. Yet the mind somehow at once circumference and center, nothing went ever out, although sometimes did even enter, soft and slow with rhythm, so lovely the colors like a sunset on a soft summer night. Welcome to my world, a free spirit with an old soul. And that's Mr. Boston from DSR all damn day. Who we got next in the building there, DJ Kane? That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate DJ Kane, who we got on the line? We got somebody on the line? Of course. We got a nice group of callers here tonight next in the building okay. it looks like lady of love oh lady of love you are now in the dsr building come out to play lady of love come out to play okay. I definitely missed the boss. That's the whole thing. How you doing? How you doing, Miss Lady of Love? How you doing tonight? I'm. Oh, yeah. I feel good, so that's three quarters of the battle. So we got, yeah, you know what it is. You know what it is. We got Lady A in the building tonight, you know, bringing her love all the way from across the border from Canada. So do you have a question for her? Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a possibility that they might get something out of me and you tonight. Hmm. 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 Uh, Good evening, ladies. Hi, how are you? I am awesome. How did I forget? What I'm very sorry. What's her name? Lady. Lady A. A. Lady A. Yeah, that's what I. I I forgot that part. Please forgive me. Um, that's okay. I forget sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, so much is going on. So much is going on. I I you know we can't keep it all. All together, you know, we need each other. 
to help us out along the road. Hey, let me, let me, let me butt in, excuse me, let me butt in for a minute. Lady A, this is Lois Shaw. This has been my writing partner for, okay, this has been my writing partner for over, well over 10 years, well over 10 years. And, And so we have some stuff coming. We have some, we have a few books that's complete, you know, um, hopefully this year we're going to get them. We're going to, hopefully this year we get all three of them out and, and sell them in a box set. That's what we hoping that for because totally. one is a spiritual book, one is an erotic book, and one is a very sexualized book. So, yeah, so we are going to try to do that this year. But back to you, Miss Lois. Go ahead and do your thing with Miss Lady A. Yeah, um, it, it's just so much. I was listening to you, and you are—you are an abundance of spiritual and social tools. All of that you have uh, endured in your lifetime—it wasn't for you. You were just used in the assignment because now you are so powerful. I, I listen. Ah, some of the descriptions, some of the descriptive adjectives that you use to lend power to your rights. It's amazing. They're just hitting me and hitting me. And you are, you're going to enlighten and you're going to lift many who have experienced what you experienced and this is going to be the key. You're going to show them the way to get out of it. You're going to show them the way to endure it. You're going to show them the way how to get through it and, and remain solid. I just wanted to say that to you. I don't want to get too I appreciate that. I I really do. I, I needed to hear that, too, because sometimes you feel like you're alone when you're going through stuff, and and uh, it's just at those times where somebody like you will come along and say something wonderful like that, and I, I do appreciate it very much. But that's, that's real. You, right. you, we are instruments. We are instruments, and we are oh. being used in the scheme of things of life. Most yeah. don't recognize it. That's why I felt so so blessed when I was working. Um, I miss I miss working. I I've had two big surgeries on my back, and I, it won't let me work anymore. I have difficulty with that, but I was so thankful that I was able to do what I longed to do my whole life. And every single day, I felt like I could relate to my patients in one way or another. I understood what they were going through, um, different things, and it, it was a real wonderful experience. Thank you so much. And you, you're welcome, and you used your helping hand. Yes, ma'am, I sure did. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, cool. So, Ms. Lois, what we got? We got Choosy Lover. Ha, <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> we got Tuesday lover. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One second. Listen. Listen. Check this out, though. Check this out, though. I had a. I had another one. <laughs> Now, let's get to the meat of the business. Choosy, choosy lover. I was thinking. Whew, I was thinking about Smokey Beggar. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to. I just. I just want to clue y'all in, everybody. Listen, audience. This is DSR featuring Full Purpose Pen's anniversary month. You know, so we gonna enjoy it over here tonight. You know what I'm saying? This is our anniversary month, Full Purpose Pins anniversary month. I think we just went over 11 years of being on the oh. air. So yes, y'all want y'all to sit back and enjoy. It's gonna be a lot of things going on over here in this coming year. So this is 2022. You know, it's gonna get a little wilder than last year. It's gonna be the bomb over here. Okay, so. Y'all just be aware of that. Okay. Now, Lord Shaw. Well, it's your turn. First, before, before we get in, you know, congratulations, DSI. And full purpose. Man, I don't know it had been that long. I know it's been a minute. I don't know. Yeah, it's been that long. That long. Been that long. Been over here that long. We've been doing it that long, and it's getting better. You know what I'm saying? Because we get older, and when we get older, we get mm-hmm. better. We go, we learn things along the way. You know, life is a journey. Life is a journey from moment to moment, ladies and gentlemen. Life is a journey from moment to moment. So you enjoy every single moment of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get this in. So then, then I let's I'll get this in, Miss Lowe. Mm-hmm. My ink heard my chiming syllables, recognizing the point of her aim with her slanting metaphoric exhibition, exposure of her complete and deeper nakedness is the feeling of certain lover occupied. And her justified logical note in her fit of determinism, how he unlocks her, 
eases her into naked exposure. Planting in her metaphorical cherry tree his strong occupational romance to rediscover. Discovery of many present yet hidden paths yield up for perpetual camp. This is only visible to an open heart comparable to the width and length of hers. <laughs> A man's story is important. Eternal. Sacred. That is why his perpetual man as long as he lives and fulfills the will of his or her nature, is wondrous and worthy of consideration. Were you able to convert the molecules of this sacred and present moment? She took her silence, looking deeper into his soul. Most certainly. To find the secret behind her veil and the laws that convert now into her length and with the purious contentment of being so choosy. I'm very picky with who I give my energy to. I prefer to reserve my time, intensity, and spirit exclusively to those who reflect sincerity. Mm. Her inner wisdom neglect the privilege to be exclusively choosy. For this down effect, her experiences adored, refused, urgently to share or compromise the shared angle, nor his steady forward pace, associating with mental misunderstanding. Entitled privilege is gratitude. Gratitude occurs through privilege. People like you and me have an unbelievable amount of privilege, and therefore we have a huge amount of responsibility. Understanding is a table mate, not any malicious misunderstanding on his plate. These moving choices stand before a seeing eye like a slow-moving carousel. Some never reappear. Pertinent of the moment visit again. The means of court influence for deeper deeper understanding with a dual-vessel sand. Well, Miss Lois, nothing needs to be said when you have eyes. The first preparatory schooling of intellectuality is to acquire the habit of approaching and grasping an individual case from all sides. After all, the true seeing is within those choices. She chose admirable yet stupendous qualities to gravitate, finding them inescapable. It's true and philosophical philosophical, summoned her to his warm tea and verbal sanctuary. Ah, and she hears a man who was responsive to artistic stimuli. 
reacts to the reality of dreams as does the philosopher to the reality of existence. He observes closely, and he enjoys his observation. Oh, my. His voice charmed the surrounding air, sitting upon her as the presence of Herman felt upon their skin. I chose to remain in his mansion of intrigue, her eyes forever drinking, accepting his intoxicating elixir. <laughs> and he can drink from the rivers of your thoughts and even feel the wetness of your tears. A choice action chosen by you there, her dance embraces his divine frequency. Choosy lover, you're so cheesy. Ladies and gentlemen, that was none other than Lois Shaw and Jeffrey Sanders, followed up by Choose a Lover by the Isley Brothers. So, DJ K, Spain, what's happening over there, man? Hey, we got plenty of callers in the building, man. How you want to do this? One other caller. Where we going? You know, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let the star of the evening do a piece of poetry. Then we're going to bring a couple of callers here. Then we're going to let the star do a couple of more pieces of poetry. We're going to bring a few more callers here. We're going to do it like that. We're going to give everybody some time. So uh, before she go, though, I got to before she fit that piece, I have a question for this lady. Mm-hmm. Lady A. Yes. Before you, before you spit your next piece. How do your poems develop? And I want you to guide us through the stages of your poems. Well, first, it, it's here's I'm going to describe it like this. Um, it's like a it's like a music note, only it's a word that might float around in my brain, and and as it floats around, it connects to other words, and more and more words, and spills out like that, and the okay. development of it is just I'll put it down, I'll write it out, and then um, it connects and connects and connects, and it, it's like uh, dominoes uh, falling forward, and and, and um, it just flows. It's very smooth and it flows, and uh, I can't mm-hmm. really describe it any more than that. It's like words tumbling around, and they stick together, and I have to. It's it's okay. like I'm. I'll write it, write it out. Well, you know, 
I, I, let me see. I, I get like that sometimes too. But I find myself trying to think through it, and I realize that I can't think through it because I'm I'm in another dimension. I'm on the other side of me, and mm. writing puts you on that on that edge. You know what I'm saying? And you're teeter tottering back and forth. And then when you realize that in order to write well, or in order to think well, you have to balance the left and the right. And I, I completely get what you stand. I, 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 me, I, I like to stay on that other me. You know, I like to stay on that other side of the wall, so I can look and see the other side of me on the other side of that wall, and I bring both of them together. And when we bump heads, well, then that pen starts to flow. So you're getting both of me at the same time. You know, so yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I think too for yeah. my poetry. So. It has to it has to feel right. It has to sound right. Um, the way I put the words together, it has to blend well mm-hmm. in order for me to be content with how it's expressed. It has to sound it has to sound right. It has to feel right. It's kind of an obscure way to girl. Listen, <laughs> yeah, well, I. You know, I could be just sitting and something come to mind and I'll go write it down. Just like that. I believe it or not, I used to write, believe it or not, when I first started writing in 2010, I was writing somewhere between five to 15 points per day, posting per day. Wow. And because I... You know, I had so much inside of me after coming out of prison. I had so much stuff inside of me that I had to let it go, let it out. You know what I'm saying? So I was writing upwards of 10 to 15 poems a day. Yeah, for real. Hmm. Uh, So I, I, I just slowed down recently. I really haven't slowed down because I still right now, I have a catalog. I have a, a library of I don't know. I have countless, countless, countless thumbnails full of poetry. I have a 500 gigabyte uh, external drive just completely full poetry, completely full. I can't put anything else on it. You know, this unpublished stuff, you know, just sitting down writing unpublished stuff, stuff that comes to me in the moment or I could be, I could be riding down the freeway, and I will take my phone, and and I'll go to spit the piece of poetry, and then I'll save it. I'll come home, download it onto my computer, download it onto a hard drive, onto a thumbnail, and be done with it. And it, it might sit for a year, two years. I have, I have poetry written that, wow, that's over 10, 11 years old that I haven't even went back to visit yet. Wow. That's a lot. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, can you give us another piece? I can. Um, yes, I can. And this is called uh, um, The Hunter. And I was inspired okay. by this little um, quote slash uh, brevity. It's called In, An- In Another Life, I Would Be Your Girl. We keep all our mm-hmm. promises, yes, against the world. 
in another life I would make you stay so I don't have to say you were the one that got away, the one that got away. And so I was inspired by that uh, in a contest that I, I wrote for for uh, Mivella. Mm-hmm. And this poem was okay. what came out of it, called The Hunter. Come with me on a journey so I might serenade you in a time gone by. An express train careened into a monorail, spontaneously combusted, molten steel poured, covered, encased, enveloped us. Flames from feet onto the dance floor, scorching the tiles with each step. I was home in his arms, music bled and fused. No words were said, none were needed. Through our fingertips we knew the gods struck, ordained by the universe, that moment designed just for us. Heat from his hand branded my skin. T'was love within. Orion, we are two of the ten brightest blue stars in the constellation. He is Orion Nebula. 1,350 light years from me. Each year he travels in Orion's belt, six trillion miles waiting. In another life, we would be earthbound, grow old, loving each other. I would make you stay, you the hunter, I your prey. We would make music, dance, and celebrate our romance. Walk the beach hand-in-hand, bonfires, gentle waves, stargazing, Orion, brightest star watching over us, not your grave, in another life. End poem. Whoa. Oh, my God. The force is strong with us, women. Wow. You lady, you know what? Wow. That brings me to a thought that my father once told me. He said that a woman or a man of value doesn't love each other because of what he or she wants you to be or do for them. Says he or she loves you because you combine souls and understand one another. Yeah. Yeah, those Two souls, those two spirits, complement each other and, and 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 make sense above any other person in the world. Uh, those two souls share a part of their soul mirror and see each other's light reflecting it clearly. And you can easily speak from the heart and feel safe doing so. And he said that um, both souls, both spirits has always been traveling in a parallel uh, road their entire lives. And without the presence, you feel like an old friend or a family member that was lost. So, you know, it's not because you have given it too much meaning. It's because God did. And this is a type of person you don't have to fight for because you can... You can't get rid of them, and your heart doesn't want them to leave anyway. This is just the fact of the matter, 
you know. That's just what it is. I love that piece. That piece, oh, that piece is, oh, you need to send, you need to send that to me. I can collab that piece on, on a whole nother level. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you had that in your list that I sent you. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. So, um, give me a week or two, and I'm gonna collab that, and I'm gonna send it back to you, and you tell me what you think. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, DJ Kane, got called in the build. Indeed we do. Next in the building, we got Ink Dropper. Uh, oh, Mr. Sansoda is in the building. Oh, Ink what's Dropper, good? what's going on, man? I'm hey, good. Listen here. We got this. We got. Okay, good. We got this beautiful lady here from Canada. And I want to make her feel at home. I want to make her part of this DSR family. So you got any, you you make her feel as comfortable as possible. Because I want her to feel like she's sitting on cotton balls and walking and not walking in snowshoes. Okay. So if you got a question for her, ask her the question. How long, how long have you been writing? Um, about 28 years. Oh, okay. That's up. Well. But I never showed time. anybody any of it until about eight years ago, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only question you have for her? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, drop your piece, bro. Drop your piece. And don't be shy about it. Drop your right. piece. Don't run free. When artists are killed today, their killers are caught and found guilty, while Pac and Biggie's killers still run free. Something that has this feeling stuck because we see something doesn't add up. Those murders happened years ago. What happened to the suspects isn't known. Our pain still grows like a crop because we lost two of the best in hip-hop. Losing Nipsey and Young Dolph still hurt, even though this, this, they were barely known but still have worth. Guess what Biggie says is true? You're nobody till somebody kills you. Hawk and Biggie kept been gone for years, and we still shed so many tears. We wish it was easy to catch the killers of two hip-hop legends. But so far, we haven't been successful. And that's that piece. Wow. Wow. Man, you know, your poems be so powerful, so strong yet so short and so concise. You know, what inspires you to write such compact, powerful poetry? Because I I actually just thought about that the other day. It's like you hear about all these artists that get killed, that their killers are getting caught now, but yet Pac and Biggie's killers are nowhere to be found or they're not even caught. Like something doesn't sit well with me there. It's like, how does that even work? 
Yeah, yeah. Some like of the greatest poets right there are rappers. You know. Go ahead, go ahead. You like you have two of the biggest artists hip hop, and it's like Dark Dark Killers are still running free, and it's like nobody knows anything about it. Like. <laughs> hmm. Absolutely. You know, I um study some of Tupac's poems. That's why sometimes I write in a radical way, because mm-hmm. of Tupac, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, that man, a genius with a pen, a genius with yeah. a pen. You know, yeah. y'all, if y'all if y'all have never read any of Tupac's poems, y'all need to go buy, buy the book yeah, I, that right, they yeah. created, The Estate. Yeah, mm-hmm. man got some powerful, powerful, powerful poems that have meaning today in life you know you really got to see what he's saying because the same thing he was saying back then is happening now you know um, gotta pay attention you listen to him speak absolutely like maddie it doesn't even seem like somebody in our 20s is speaking it seems like somebody in their 50s like he's so he's so (laughs) profound for a 20 year old yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mister Santoro, you know I appreciate you. You know I appreciate you, bro. You know I got a lot of callers in the building, and then I got a whole bunch of questions for this lady, and I got a whole bunch of space for her to do some poetry. But tonight is her night. She's a star on this mic tonight, so I got to make her feel at home. So I'm gonna yeah, set you back down on the couch over there. <laughs> so I'm gonna set you in the green room, man. We got some scallops, so we got some fried scallops over there, man. So it's, 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 right. it's seafood night tonight. We got some fried scallops and some catfish, some black eyed peas, and some green beans, and, and some potato salad, and, and some macaroni and cheese over there in the green room, man. So go on over there and get you a plate. You know what I'm saying? And enjoy, okay? All right. All right. All right. All right. DJK, who we got next in the building? All right, next up in the building, we got Jody L. Summers. Uh oh. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Hey, hey, man, we got the. (laughs) Hey, you know, do you you have any inkling about Lady A over here? Do you have any inkling about Miss Andrea over here? I've been listening since uh, I left the New York weekend about a half an hour ago, and they are Mike. Very, very insightful, though. Okay. Now, do you have a question for her? That's my question. Do you have a question for her? Yes. And, Jody, listen to me. Listen to me very (laughs) carefully. Don't come over here in my building. Don't come over here. In my building, without a piece of poetry, neither. Because you come over here in my building without a piece of poetry, I'm going to make sure when you leave and you go back home and you get home and sit down and try to write, I'm going to make sure that you have writer's block. All right? Now. <laughs> I've, uh, I've already nine poems in, seven into a whole new chat book. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. World Tour starts this Sunday, so, yeah, I always got something. (laughs) 
But okay. I did have All a right. question. You got a question? Do you got a question? Um, okay. There you go. Yeah, so this is year seven publicly for me in April. And you had mentioned uh, about social media and not being on because I actually just got this for the first time for my sister because I wrote a poem called Abandonment. And she's like, but you're talking about our family. And I'm like, no, it's like, yes, it's me, but it's not about us. It's to help people. So we had like a two-hour discussion. But my question is, do you think you'll ever allow yourself to be more publicly with how prevalent social media gets people to their audiences? I would very much like to, but as I said earlier, my kids are, um, they're not fans of mine as far as my poetry goes, because I do speak to things that are personal and they misinterpret them or misunderstand them and don't talk to me about it. So rather than go through what you were just saying about your sister, uh, I just don't post it on there anymore. I did a few, for a little while I did, but anything of any substance I never do. I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to because I think there are things that, like, that you say that um, that are important. Like I, I read yours. I wrote you a note. I don't know if you remember that or not, but um, uh, I, I, which really moved me um, because of the yeah. It was it was what was it called? Uh, toxic, and uh, it was a fantastic piece that you spoke. And um, I think that there's a place for for this for everyone. But unfortunately, um, you you know you get ostracized by your family mostly, you know because I mean where that's where we come from, our background, our history, it's all it's all there, and um, I hope I hope you read that toxic tonight. I don't know if that's what you were planning, but um, well, me, <laughs> I was or I wasn't, but. Uh... That you requested it because I was going to do Don't Yuck My Yum, but I shall do Toxic for you then. Well, you know what? Do what oh. do whatever moves you, but I I, um, I really like that. I thought this piece was fantastic. But anyway, if you choose what you want, no. don't... Yeah, I, I like Toxic. It's just long, and you're the feature, so I was, I was going to do a little shorter one. But, again, you're the feature, and I... I Again, this is what started my new series of the childhood traumas. So I'm, I'm yeah. seven pieces in. I think I'm going to turn it into its own personal chat book. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy doing that one. Thanks. Um, whenever you guys are ready. Hey, the mic is yours. You should have been already started. What you talking about? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> you, my mic, Kane, move. <laughs> Let's begin. Peace. I think I was made backwards, or at the very least, yes, the very least, color opposite, because. Your red flags might look like green flags to me, and my green flags always tell people to run. There's always someone trying to tell another person to stop 
playing the victim as they watched them bleeding, yes, bleeding out on the ground, dying from an injury they did not cause themselves. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. It's okay, you'll be fine. No, stop. Toughen up. No one wants to see your tears. I can't visibly see, yes, I can't visibly see what's hurting you. I don't believe it's real. So you learn to talk, toughen up. So you learn to talk less and internalize your fears. You stop telling people the problems that hurt you in hopes that no one, yes, no one will notice you crumbling from inside. You start focusing on the material things that you can't take with you. Because every time, yes, every time you try and take someone on this journey with you, they find out your worst fears, yes, they find out your worst fears and just as quickly disappear. You become outcast in circles that you once loved and spaces, yes, spaces for healing are no longer willing to catch your tears. So you withdraw until an emotionally compacted place in your mind where if you don't talk about it, yeah, if you don't talk about it, it's not real. You get angry quickly and lash out when someone touches you emotionally because all you want, yes, all you want is to be held. But there's always someone punching and pushing past your stop signs and fucking triggers telling you, yes, you, how you are supposed to heal. You latch on to people who you know, yes, you know you are not supposed to attach to, but their red flags might look like green flags to you when you only want to be healed. And all you see is them vigorously waving messages of lessons you should have learned. Yes, you should have learned the last time you were here. So you start isolating yourself. And only do, yes, only do the things that bring you to the brink of your emotions. Because now, that's the only way, yes, that's the only way you know how to feel. Crying in between the moments of desperation. Because it's the only sound silent enough for anyone, yes, anyone to actually know that you care. Without getting angry at you for being too loud and too aggressive about pieces of you. Yes, pieces of you that are no longer there. You hug too tightly. You talk too long. You're too silent at times, and you remove, yes, you remove yourself from the world because you don't believe anyone cares. You look at all those flags, and whether they be red or green, you inspect the unchecked boxes, yes, the unchecked boxes you haven't talked about in years, and you say to yourself, it's far better than gray. Yes, it's far better than gray. Hoping that this time, this person, this situation will just listen, you listen and stop playing with your fucking triggers. Like there's some type of video game trying to reach the high score, leaving their initials on the leaderboard saying, look, 
hours here. You just want to tell people, my trust, yes, my trust is so fucked up, but I appreciate that you are here. And I am trying, yes, trying for the moment, but this might take some years because I believe I was born backwards or at the very least color opposite because your red flags might look like green flags to me and my green flags could cause you to run away in peace. doctor in psychology credentials you who me I was like I got a little teary listening to that piece that piece was so deep so so deep that I had tears about the flow from my eye and I like that part where you said your green flag and my green flag might make you run away. I mean, that was the catching phrase right there. You know, wow. Wow, such a powerful piece behind a powerful voice, behind a powerful man, in front of a powerful man. Wow. That's all. You got me stolified right now. Yeah. Jody, I, I thought this more. for the second time hearing it, uh, I heard it on on Facebook the first time, and to hear you speak it uh, when we're on the on the show together, this means so much to me. This piece, um, your honesty and your depth and your passion uh, in reading this and and writing this piece, to me, it's just amazing because it's like you it's like you picked me for the topic because this is how I feel. Uh, this is what is happening to me now. And I feel like you've spoken for me and others like me that you hug too tightly, you talk too long, you're too silent at times, and, you, and, and it's, you're always too much of something, and, um, and it's never good enough, that something. Uh, I just feel that this is a really important piece, and I appreciate you reading, and I really do. I love it. I appreciate you for letting me speak it again. I know it's long, but it's um No, don't make don't apologize. It's it's perfect. Thank you. See Jody, I like this woman. I like this woman here because she makes sure that when you come and spit your pieces or however you want to spit them, that you're comfortable with you. Not what other people think. You're comfortable with you. And I like that about her. She's extending. She's very extending. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Yep. 
that's what poetry is. It's um, your life lived through others, and hopefully you can connect to them in ways that mm-hmm. might help them heal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Jody. All right, Jody. I'm sending you. I'm sending you to the green room, man. We got fried scallops over there, man. We got some green beans, okay. black eyed peas. You know what I'm saying? Get on over there and, and, and get you some of that potato salad and um, you know what I'm saying? That world famous custard for kitchen macaroni and cheese. So go on, on over there and get uh, you some. We're gonna sit you back down on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you going on over there. We're gonna sit you back down on the couch because I got a few more questions to ask this lady. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I think she's an hour ahead of us, and I don't want to keep her up all night. You know what I'm oh, saying? You, can, so, you know what I gotta get mind. my. Oh no, but see, I gotta be a, I gotta be I gotta be at work at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Okay, but I, we're gonna be here for we're gonna be here for a minute. We're gonna be here for a minute. So, Lady A, what's so special about the man who made your life so beautiful? He was he was beautiful uh, in his soul. He was gentle and kind he was but most of all he really liked me and he loved me and and okay. i loved him and that's really what made him beautiful is that he he loved me with all of his okay. heart and mm. uh yeah it was so magnetic and electric i i can't even explain it, it was most beautiful love I've ever had in my life. Okay. Next question. How special are those memories of him? Um, I'll tell you, I have a, I have a screensaver that says, um, she keeps him alive in her poetry. Aha. You answered the next question I was going to ask. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on to the next one. What have you accomplished in overcoming abuse and fears that you have experienced in your life? Um, I remember being very, very young, and the the violence in our home was, so devastating. Um, but I remember always saying that I wasn't going to be like them. I wasn't going to have my life like them. And I think, I don't know why I was different. My brother became an alcoholic. My older sister married an abusive man, so did my younger sister. My brother was abusive to his family. And I never could understand. I always thought as a kid, you know, I don't want to be like this. I don't want my life to be like, I was really young, five or six years old. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I kept that myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. At least you didn't wallow in it and, 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 and let it overtake you. You overcame it. You know, you that's the beautiful thing about life. it. You become bitter or better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bitter and, or better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Now, next question. Yes. What does your poetry say about you? I think my poetry shows um, a lot of things. Vulnerability being one. Uh, intensity is another. It shows my compassion, my love, uh, my joy. You're crying now, but it shows that I am different than my parents were. You know, you know, Lady A, the most beautiful thing about you is that you're a survivor. Yeah. You don't allow, you don't allow anything that happened in your childhood hold you back today. You've overcome, you've grown. Look at you now. You're this beautiful flower that's come through the concrete. You know, your roots are planted in a solid foundation, and you're growing from that foundation. You know, you feel what I'm saying? You're growing from that foundation. Yeah. You're growing out of that foundation. And look at you now. Look at you now, being able to come out and express all the things that, you know, about your past, and you being able to express them today. And you get a little emotional about it, but that's fine. You're supposed to get a little emotional about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because some, sometimes, you know, a lot of people think when, when, when you get emotional, that it's pain that's making you emotional. No. A lot of times when you get emotional, it's the joy that you feel from being able to overcome that pain. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah and that's so you today. Support- You've overcame that yeah. You've overcame that pain. You've overcame it, and a lot of what I see coming from you is joy. You're seeing the positive side of it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people yeah. who've been abused or been in abusive relationships, they don't never come out of. They don't never come out of it. They 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 they've come because they become so used to the abuse that it's everyday life for them. You know what I'm saying? You made a choice to, to not be like. Everybody else, you came out of there. You grew like a flower. You're this big, beautiful rose now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, all right. Now, that. next question. Yep. Okay. Next question. What do the words writer block mean to you? Oh, I hate that when I hear that. <laughs> I've got writer. <laughs> I look at it like this. I never have writer's block because if I don't, mm-hmm have something to write about, I just don't write. I don't force myself okay. to write. And I mean, then okay. you don't have writer's talk, you just wait until it comes. And that's how so I So you saying you you saying if a person forces their self to write 
well, then it's, it's, it's a clear signal for writer's block. So writer's block is, those words mean you're forcing yourself to write. Yeah, like walk away from it, take a break and take a rest for, you know, a day or two or a week even, you know, or longer. If you don't have something to write about, don't feel it in your soul and don't write it because it's not real. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Let me see who we got in the building. DJ Kane, we got some, do we have some callers in the building? DJ Kane? DJ Kane? Oh, I hope we didn't run into no difficulty. DJ Kane, we got anybody in the building? Might be on mute. Yeah, he might be. He might be. Let me see. Let me see. Let me find out for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh so, uh, what is the most difficult part of your uh, writing for you? Um, oh, wow. I don't really think I have a difficult part of writing. I think the most difficult part mm-hmm. is to be honest, write my honesty, and then have the disapproval that I have from my kids. Okay, okay. That's a good thing. But you know what? Does that affect you in any way? Sometimes it does. It upsets me because they don't want to talk about what I write. They just want to give me shit over it. Oh, um, okay. To, yeah. Don't want to discuss. Okay. They just want to be mad. Mm, oh yeah. See, that's that. That you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna call that a little bit of immaturity. You understand? Yeah. I'm gonna call that a little bit of immaturity. You know, they want to say what they want to say, but they don't want to listen to what the other person got to say. No, no, they sure don't. No, that's right. No, yeah, I get that. Does writing energize or exhaust you, or both? Um, It energizes me because I feel feel, uh, renewed when I write. I feel like I've had uh, some stress left off or some joy infused. So, you know, because I write different genres. I have, uh, mm. you know, political stuff. I have I have some humorous uh, stuff. I, have, I write sensual. I write um, love poems. I, I love the beauty of words, and it manifests itself in all different ways. So it doesn't exhaust me. It rejuvenates mm-hmm. me. It's part of me. It's part of me. Okay. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this piece of poetry for you, and it's about writing. It's called okay. composition theory. Position consciously in satisfaction, a state of mind, <clears throat> laughing at mindful operation and affirmation, and he who arms them as empty games. Sometimes his face filled with funny, sometimes serious, now amusing, now dangerous and a restless activity of empty reflection. Together with what popularity they welcome receive would be a thing of its own developing in privacy in its own way. Where if not from minds of thinkers, they would not earn all kinds of scorn and discredited by the indulgence of poetic occupation. 
The worst of this kind of scorn is this, that, as I said just now, everyone convinced that this mere birthright puts him in position to pass judgment on another mental capacity and then condemns it. No other artist subject to this last degree of scorn to the supposition that we are masters of it without ad duration composition or theory in peace. That's the piece. You have, you have right. a great way of reading, too, your honesty in that. I love that. <laughs> you know I tell everybody, listen, Lady A, every single piece of poetry that I write, it's either something I did, something I accomplished, something I went through, something I learned, something I learned from my father, something I learned from my mother, or something I learned from my uncles and cousins and older, my older generation, my ancestor. And everybody asks me, Jeffrey, why do you write in such a way? Because, you know, if you read every great writer, every great composer, if you dig deep and read between the lines, they are talking about themselves. Read it carefully. They are talking about themselves or something they did in their life or something they accomplished in their life. And I write the same way. I give you me and his full, and his full effect. No cut. No chaser. Read my work and you will see it's every bit of me. And I'm the same person in real life. There are no two sides to it. I'm the same person in real life. I'm funny. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I'm very loving. But out of all of it, I learned how to be balanced with it. I think I learned how to be balanced. Yeah. I, I think you had said something there. I'm just trying to recall what, what you said just before you finished. Um, oh. I forget what... I, I was, these are things that I'd like to have in front so I can recall, but um, I thought what you said was, was perfect. Yeah. All right. Do you see writing as a kind of spiritual or therapeutic practice? I think, I think both. I, I think that uh, therapeutic has been cathartic for me for years. It's how mm-hmm. um, I've been silenced uh, about a lot of things because I'm, uh, the reason I hid my poetry was because I didn't want... Um, the feedback that somebody was going to criticize how I felt about a certain situation or a certain, mm. you know, so I, I, I silenced myself. And so by writing, I was able to get that part of me out. And now mm. I'm still hiding from my children, um, but mm. I cannot stop writing because it's been there for me. And I think it's beautiful and it is spiritual mm-hmm. and it's, it's freedom. It's, it's mm-hmm. everything that encompasses all things good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I agree 
I agree with that 100%. You know, let me tell you, I <laughs> sometimes I act out in my writing. Sometimes I am the calmest person that you ever want to meet, one of the most loving persons that you ever want to see. But I have a trigger. You know, I built this I built this brand over a course of ten years and I have a lot of haters. I don't care. I don't care about them. But they have a tendency to want to push my button. Sometimes I ignore. Sometimes I fire off and I end up in Facebook jail. <laughs> I just came out of I let me tell you. Past three months, I've been in Facebook jail three times for 30 days, believe it or not. I came out of a 30-day jail sentence, and two days later, I was back in. Came out of a 30-day jail sentence, and within seven days, I was back in. And just today, I just came out of a 30-day jail sentence. I don't know how long I'm going to be back. You know, I might give it I might give it three days, five days, seven days. I know it ain't gonna be over ten days. I know that before I'm back in jail. <laughs> so can I, can I say I've, something I, I, about that? Go can ahead. I say something? Because I think this is important. Well, I think ahead. you have you have you have the ability to express yourself, you have the right to express yourself, and then and then we have the right I don't say right, we have the privileged to hear you, to read you. And if you get in jail too many mm-hmm. times with jail, you're going to get kicked out and then we lose you. And maybe. Well, I, I would just. What you're saying. Well. So that we don't lose you. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to, you're not going to leave me because you can go over. Now you can go over to we meet and you can find me over there too. So I mean I'm everywhere. I'm on WordPress. I'm on WordPress. I'm on WeMe. I'm on I'm in Google. I'm in uh uh Jesus. I'm in Sue. I got so many sites going on, but really though, what I'm gonna do this year is I'm gonna hire somebody to make me a website and I'm gonna hire somebody to maintain it. You know, so yeah, and uh, I, 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 I thought of something this year <clears throat> that I need to talk to Kane Spade about because I, I actually want to make some DSR T-shirts and put them on that website, some DSR hats, some DSR gear. That's what we need. We need some DSR gear, you know, and so I'm really thinking about that, you know, to do that. So with that being said, DJ Kane, who we got in the building? Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Next up in the building, we got Barbara. Okay, Barbara, you're now in the DSR building. Hi. Hello. Hi, Barbara. Who this? Who this? Who this? How this you is doing? Barbara from last 
Okay. I think it's two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You told me oh, that I was okay. on this yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be coming. I think you're going to be coming on the 27th of January. Oh, okay. I, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I have to... I have to get my calendar to really tell you exactly what day. And you also need to send Kane your bio. And then, because I need to really get that one together. You know what I'm saying? I really need to (laughs) get that one done. But we have Lady A in the building from Canada with love. Now, Do you have now? Do you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I pulled my book. Uh, you'll be you'll be here on the twenty fourth of January. Okay, I'm gonna put it on my calendar now. Uh, yeah, the twenty fourth of February. But okay. yeah, get all of that information over to get all your information over to Kane so I can figure I out. I think I did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, Lady A is in the building. She's the star of the night. Do you have a question for her? And I know you didn't come here without a piece of board. If you did, no, I, I, do. Wanna, I, ah. I do. <laughs> I do because I, right. I feel so sorry for her. I was. Unfortunately, I lost my husband seven years ago, and mm. it was—I almost died. I think I told you this story last wow. time, but it was just awful. And mm. after that, I started writing poetry more, and I understand mm-hmm. what she means by being refreshed by writing because. Every time I cried, every time I cried, I wrote a poem. And those poems mm. got, got put into my book. So yeah. that's it. It's, it's kind of like water for chocolate. People who read those poems usually cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, whew. Oh, that is something, you know, you two, you two ladies should connect with each other. Yeah, I really, I really wanted to ask, ask her a question. So, um, okay, go ahead. Does your poetry, before you write it, are you very, very, well, let me just come back. I think it's, I want to make it exactly right. When you were sad and you started to poetry, okay, did you cry and then write poetry and did it help you? And now can you read those poems without crying? Sometimes. Sometimes I can, sometimes I cannot. Um, because it's always on the top of my skin. Um, so it depends on what is happening that particular day. Sometimes I could sob and sometimes I can get through them and still feel the sadness, 
but I can I don't I don't cry. I looked at people look at crying as though it's something bad, and you know don't don't mention his name because she'll start crying. Well, there's nothing wrong with crying. The way mm-hmm. I looked at it and still look at it is that every single tear that you shed is that bit of grief that's coming out. You're getting exactly. rid of the grief, and then yeah. one day um, you'll be able to look back and smile. Not at him dying, don't get me wrong, but you'll look back and your memories and your love will be more uh, powerful than the grief. And well, that's what will yeah. sustain you. Your, your grief has lasted 28 years. And mine is only seven years old, but I would say that for the past two years, I've been able to deal with it. But still, there are poems that I read, like maybe the one I'm going to read tonight, that just make me very sad. I hardly can read the ending usually. Well, I don't. I don't know that. I mean, each one has a different journey. Grief is a different journey for everybody, and there's no time limit on it. Um, no. There's no. There's no way of. Uh, of saying, okay, uh, you know, okay, you should be over it by now. It's been six years, seven years, 28 years. I think no. the deeper your love you have for the person that you've lost, the deeper the grief that you have for them. And yeah. And then, and then yeah, the grief, we were married, yeah, 49, almost 49 years. Yeah. So, and it was so like, people, people will minimize mine because we knew each other in high school and then we didn't see each other for you know, all those years. And then when we, got back together no. it was a very brief a year and a half and people no. think oh it was it was only a year and a half well that's that it matters not how long it was it's the depth of what you had and so yeah. for me um he was and remains the one and i i think that i don't know if i would call it grief anymore as much as i would call it loss that you know, I've lost him for a while, just for a while, because he's waiting, and we'll meet again. So I think it evolved into a tremendous loss. I don't grieve like I when I when I think of the word grief or grieving, I remember well those first three years, especially where I wailed and just peeled the paint off my ceiling. Uh, I, I, the, it was horrible. It was so horrible. And it took me a few years to even be able to write a piece to reflect that and how horrible it was. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I wanted to die. Every day I thought of how I just wanted to throw myself in the grave with him. Mm-hmm. And I thought of ways of doing it without anybody knowing it would be suicide. Because... It could not put anybody that I cared about, that I loved, through that kind of hell. And that kept me alive. That I wanted to die every single day. Absolutely. I know that feeling. And I know how you felt. And it... You have to hang on to life. just we're here only temporarily. You just have to have the memories and hope that the memories, when you when you get them are enough for you 
Yeah. And you'll get there, you know? Oh, I I have. I have pretty much gotten there. Yeah. But occasionally things bother me, like in the poem that I'm going to read. So. Yeah. Go ahead and read it. That'd be great. Okay. Is that all right, Mr. Boston? (laughs) You're good to go. You heard what the lady star said. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read this poem that I wrote after watching, actually, I was watching a romance movie on Hallmark. Okay, it's called Moon River Uncovers Sorrow. Sometimes things you think are buried come to the surface when a special song is played or an aroma fills the air. The song uncovers the sorrow hidden deep within the folds of my heart. Carefully placed there and covered with years of pretending it didn't exist as I went through my day. The angst and anguish, the pain and suffering tearing at my insides and clawing at my soul, erupted in tears as the song was heard by my enemy ears. As the strains of this iconic and memorable melody began, the music swelling, I realized there was no turning back from the, within the deep hole where I had buried it. The sorrow returned and slipped from my eyes. Tears rolled down my cheeks as the song continued. So beautiful and so deadly to my innermost feelings. As the couple danced on the screen, I remembered my moments with you as you held me close. The music of this song played and we were the only two on the floor, lost in the moment of love and held in the bond that may have bent, but never broke in the whole time we were together. The strength of our love revealed in that one song, for we were the drifters off to see the world, held together, by the interwoven threads of the strength of our commitment to each other for the rest of our lives, forged from the vows we made to be with each other in sickness and health and tested too many times to count. Yet always there was your smile to me and your arms holding my body next to yours like the first time we kissed so many years ago. The magic of that kiss never left us to your last breath.
Wow. Wow. You two ladies really need to connect. You two ladies. <laughs> we should. Should I have, yeah, I have yeah. a lot of friends on Facebook, really, but if you want to be my friend, just Google my name. Okay, oh, I'd like yeah. to do that. Yeah. Actually, I heard you the first yeah, time. Yeah, because you two. were on last, and I wanted to contact yeah. you then. Oh, great. Absolutely, okay. you. Definitely let me know and and um, get get me on Messenger. I'll get your and information. I'm very busy <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, you two ladies have something going on right here. Y'all have something going on right here. Well, actually, I told you I was going to cry. I'm crying now. <laughs> you two are builders of something. Y'all need to sit down and put your heads together because you two can really, really help people who are going yeah. through the same thing that you're going through. Both of you two together, boy, woo, a powerhouse. And I'd like to I'd like to really see that come to fruit. I really would. I would support you in that. I really would. I would really support you in that. I would love to see that come to fruit. I think she's I think she's great. And I do have a book called You'll Probably Forget Me. Living with and without Hal. It's on Lulu. Uh, but I do have wow. copies. So if you want a, a, one, one that's like $10 less than Lulu, that's mm -hmm. what I'm selling it for. Mm -hmm. So I, I mm -hmm. can send you a copy. I'll be in touch with you for sure. I've sent it well, to Well, y'all put that people. information. Put that information. Put that information in the chat room. I mean, put that information on the event page. Okay, you want it now in the that. chat room? You can put it in the chat room and put it on the event page. Or okay. you can actually put it on my page if you choose to. Or you can put them on all you can put it on all ten of my pages if you choose to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Get your little exposure out there. Let's see what yeah. see what happens. Okay. But I'm but I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to seeing you on the twenty fourth. I'm gonna sit oh, you I'm back down over in the green that. room so you go over there. Yeah, okay. Well we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about these we're gonna talk about these issues and stuff, you know, death, dying and oh, abuse a, and stuff like that. Okay. It's a very, so I'm gonna set you back down on the couch. Yeah. I, 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 can't I got wait another caller in the building. <laughs> Hey, listen. Any any time, any time you feel a need to talk, hit me up in my inbox. Cause most of the time I'm out working. I, I I I'm a hustler for life, so I'll be out working. So I'll be out getting mine. So you know, when I see it, I will respond to it. I will definitely. Thank you. Uh huh. All right. All right. DJ Kane. Who else? Who else we got in the building? Right. Yeah, let's check in real quick here. We got a number at 540. 540, you're now in the DSR building. 540. Are you All awake? Right, look like 540 don't fell back to sleep. Back on you, Mr. B. 
All right. Well, let me get this lady to do. Let me get this lady to do another piece of portrait before we get. No. Hold up. Hold up. I got. I got something in my mind. I got this. I got this in my mind. So she had. She had style inside her dress. Just last week when I was walking down the street, I observed this lovely lady that I wanted to meet. She had no idea I was looking her style up and down, gave me wild ideas only if she knew how my eyes traced the smooth heels of her behind in the mirror image of her front. I think I was destined to get her out of that piece of outerwear, but for now, that's not the goal. The goal is to be observant, to watch how she placed her feet and how she sashayed down the street. My head feeling as if it was wobbling with the weight of ideas as I watched her dress slide up and she modestly slid it down. But then she thought that to adjust her style in a way that caught that sexy in her walk. It was sensual and sexy majestic. I had to, I had and want to touch her landscape and feel what her architect actually was. The idea I took from it was precisely the idea that she might have in her mind. I caught up with her and said hello. She said, you kind of cute. I said, yes, I know. But by the way, sweetheart, what's your name? She said, my friends like to call me Exotic Rocket. Ooh-wee, you must have some mm, fire for hire. But I'm going to make you give it away to me. I said, my name is Mr. Boston there. She said, why? I said, well, I don't know. I'm just a hell of a guy. But enough about me, yo. Let's walk about, let's talk about you and all the wonderful things that you and I can do. Took her over town. I wined her and dined her. And she asked me, did I like her? I said, well, kind of. All of a sudden, she jumped out of her seat, snatched me up by my wrist, and took me out to the street. Around the corner to her place, she started grabbing all over me, kissing and hugging me. I said, you better stop bugging, look me dead in my face, threw her hands in the air and yelled, I see you into my style. Well, kind of, sort of, uh, but mostly into you. Took the phone off the hook to avoid all the gnawing rings. I caressed her body and kissed her cheeks. That's when I observed those satin bed sheets. I felt that it was time for me to make my move. I thought I'd better hurry up before I busted a groove got out of her dress and hung it in the closet, sucked her toes, nicked her ankles all the way up her thighs. And this is what you get when you admire a woman's brains finesse in her dress. So next time a girl gives you the play, just remember my rhyme. Ain't no woman like the one I got. She said, my king, you definitely know how to handle a woman. And that's Mr. Boston from DSR all damn day. Hey, Jasmine Thompson, you in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I had to laugh at that one. (laughs) I had to laugh at myself about that one. (laughs) But, you know, let me tell you, I have a very close friend of mine. Very, very close to me. And she might be listening. But that one, that piece was for her. Jasmine, you in the building? Unmute. Jasmine, you in the building? Unmute. Yeah, unmute again. 
Jasmine. Hello? Jasmine? Hello? Uh, I'm hey. listening to the show. How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, we doing all we doing all right. We're doing all right. We're I, doing a okay. I just want I just wanted to say hi to you. I just hey. wanted to say hi. That that piece of point that piece of point that piece of point was for you. Oh okay. Um. Yeah. I heard. I heard the point. I heard the whole show. That's nice. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you, you're a nice lady. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna set you back down. I'm gonna set you. I'm gonna set you back down on the couch. So I gotta Everybody get. have a good night. The person. Right. Thanks. Nice to hear your voice. Okay. You just keep you keep hey, on hey, listening, hey. cause I gotta get this. I know. Oh, you know her. Facebook. I'll have to come to the show to oh. get to you. Oh. Okay. Looky there. Well, I gotta get this. I got to get this lady to do this piece of porn. Before we get out of Dodge. Okay. All right. Lady A. Yes. You ready to take you ready to take us out? Is this the last poem you want me to read? Yes, ma'am. You ready to take us oh, out? Okay. Okay. You know you gotta right. you gotta wait, let me ask D, let me let me ask DJ Kane one thing. DJ Kane, how many more people we have left in the building that hasn't went. That's all she wrote. All right. Well then Lady A can take it. Lady A can take us home. Lady A, take us home. Okay. All right. This is a poem uh called You Can Be You and I wrote this uh five months ago. Okay. Beyond the broken child I rose Above the violence life composed, survival, strength, better chose. I am shipmaster, commodore. I am a hero. Hmm. I am captain, commander of my vessel. Words soothed my raging heart. In them I nestled. Clouds parted with each line of poetry from my mind. Beauty peeked in for me to see. I believed words set me free. Azure skies, oceans blue, hydrangeas of every hue, babies, children playing, songs sung when it's raining, music fits under my skin, laughing, crying, loving grins, blow off the dust, pink ivory mauve coral colors shine. We can't wait for life to be perfect, to be happy, dive in. Dig yourself out, stand up, stand out, experience the pain. Without it, there is no gain. I am a shipmaster, Commodore. I am a hero. And peace. Lady A, you know she, that that piece reminded me of a female Tupac. You hear that? 
You ever heard that poem by Tupac called um, uh, "The Rose That the, the Rose That Came Through the Cracks" or something like that? No. You ever heard that? Well, Tupac had a had a poem, wrote a poem. But I think it was called oh, "The Rose I'll That Google Came it. Through the Cracks." Like read it. Yeah. Um, wow. That is the you that that poem that piece reminded me of that poem. You know, you got you 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 really don't really understand how powerful you are yet, do you? Maybe not. I don't know, but I really and truly appreciate being on this show tonight and and uh, sharing my pieces that mean so much to me, and for you to well, showcase you know, my work. I really appreciate. Yeah. It. Well, you know, I have a habit of bringing people back, so just be prepared for that. You know, I do have a habit of bringing people back. So you just, you might be be prepared for that three or four months down the line, somewhere down there, you know, because you are, let me just tell you, you're such a beautiful entity to interview. And you have so much that I want to draw out of you. And so in the course of a few weeks, we're going to be talking. We're going to be discussing a lot of little things because you have, now you've connected with somebody that's been in the lost field. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My father died in 2012. And, I, you know, I haven't grieved him yet. He died in 2012. Oh. And I, I, I'm just I'm trying to figure out why I haven't grieved them yet. And that's, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come when you least expect it. But I don't want it to come 20 years later. I'm going to go and get over, get it over with. You know what I'm saying? Right about letter. And I still write him a letter. Write him a letter and then read it aloud and allow yourself to feel what you've read. And what you've written, it'll help you get it wow. out. Wow. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that, you know. But, I, I, you know, a lot of times I attribute it to being, I actually, I, 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 I've been out in life on my own since I was 13. My father, you know, my father always taught me that you, you don't put your hands on a woman at all, period. You know what I'm saying? And so one day he he got he got drunk. He came home and he hit my mother and when he hit my mother first time I he had hit my mother, you know, ever. I've seen him hit my mother. And so I jumped on him, pulled him off my mother and got in his face and I said, If you ever put your hands on my mother again, I will kill you. Just like that. And he told me, he said, there's two things you're going to do. So you're going to go in there in that room and get out of all them clothes. Because he, we used to get whoopers with a razor strap. You know what that is, right? Yes. So Big old uh, thick strap, so, leather. Yeah. And I told him, I said, ain't no man going to whoop me. 
And he said, well, then you got a choice. He said, you can pack your shit up and leave. Get out of my house. Since you, it's only one man in this house, and that's me. He said, you going to pack your shit up and get out. And be gone and don't come back. So I packed my shit up and was gone at 13. And I've been out in this world all by myself since I was 13. Wow. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. It, you know, been out here like that, you know what I'm saying? I've Survival seen a lot of things. Yeah, I've been around. The, I've been almost completely around the world three times, believe it or not. You know. That's amazing. With a lot of cult, different cultures and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying, but anyway, that's another here or there, girl. Let me let me let you get out of here because I got to get out of here. I got to clean my kitchen. I got to get in, get in, take a shower, and I got to get into bed and be up in one, two, three, four, five. I was going to ask you for your read one more. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go, hey, go ahead. I'm to pick one that's go ahead. a little bit. Yeah, um, you privy, you privy to that. You privy to that. Because I want to, I want to do something that's. Uh, I love this poem. It's. I'm going to do this one. It's called Castle in the Fog, and uh, just let me see what I. Hang on a second now. Okay. 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 Not too you got long. It. You got that. Okay. Here we go. Castle in the Fog. You see a castle wrapped in fog, in mist so thick a long way off. When first you spy this place, stone walls beg, come through the gate. Across the moat, through the sentry house, candles flicker as a wind-blown blouse. Compelled, you climb stone-cut stairs, some in desperate disrepair. A door knocker wrought iron-forged, fashioned after old Good King George, you grasp from the form with both hands and strike the door with great command. James appears and lets you in. He takes your coat and gloves, then grins. He points toward the great room's hearth. There she sleeps, your love, your heart. Your lips brush her perfect cheek. She awakens, your eyes meet. You say, I built this castle when I arrived. I've waited. How hard I've tried. Take my hand, rise to your feet. Into my arms we are now complete. Let us stand heart to heart. We have eternity. Never to part. In poem. You know what? I'm going to leave you with this thought. Life resides at the center of unity and each individual, us, we dance, we gather. Healing power, wisdom, and security are roots spread deep into the body of Mother Earth. 
Our arms, fingers, and hands reach upward like praying branches to the cosmos. The fruits of labor, our dance. The path of love, compassion, courage, respect, humility. Energy of spirit circulates from and around the branches and roots to the human tree. Spirit permeates the circle, moving in seen and unseen ways, offering of ourselves to the spirit that can come back to us, energized at the end of our dance. Perspective meaning in the dancing tree of life stories with our bodies comes a sense of separation. This is part of the experience of individuation. This is the dance of physical life. We are individuated, and this simply means we are each other completely and unique a vibrational expression. We're each a once-in-a-lifetime of the universe here a, to give birth to our fullest potential. We can be and indeed are still deeply connected within the web of life as unique expressions as human beings dancing with the cosmos in unity. And Lady A, good night, sweetie. Appreciate you 100%. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. Right. It was wonderful. Hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget to be in my inbox. Okay, we can talk anytime you choose. We can Perfect. have a conversation anytime you choose. You know, anytime. You, if I don't answer, if I don't answer, that means I'm out. I'm at work. So then I, okay. I normally come home and the first thing I do, I check all my messages. Okay. So I appreciate you coming through the DSR. Appreciate you. Ooh, girl, you got. You got power in your voice. You got power in your words. You got power in your mind. You got power in your brain. Lady, you are a powerful lady. Oh, thank and you so much. And good night to you. Thank you. Night. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Night, night. All right. DJ Kane, take us home.
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.